What's up to all my listeners out there? My name is Lindsay and thank you so much for checking out the Am One Podcast. I'm so excited to be back with you guys and give you guys a new episode with actually the first ever professional athlete we've ever had on. Today we're going to be interviewing Nicole Levy, who's actually an assistant coach at Colorado. She works with AU Pro uh, Lacrosse and is an athlete for them. And she also played D1 Lacrosse at Syracuse. And we're going to get straight into the interview. So I'm super excited because today we have Nicole, who is an amazing lacrosse athlete and does so many things within lacrosse. So first, why don't you just give a quick intro about yourself for any of our listeners that don't know you? Yeah, sure. Um, hey, guys. Thanks for having me on here. Um, yeah, my name is Nicole Levy, and I played lacrosse since I was two years old. Um, I played for the University of Syracuse, and now I play professionally in Athletes Unlimited. So what made you, like, want to first start getting into lacrosse? Um, so my dad was kind of big on that. I mean, he, uh, he played, you know, when he was younger and he played in college. And then he was coaching uh, pretty much my whole life. Uh, I was on the sideline of all his games. You know, he coached men's for a while and then switched over to girls as soon as I got to about sixth grade. And then he was my varsity coach um, going further. Did you ever play any other sports or was lacrosse, like, your passion since forever? Yeah, I mean, when I was younger, I played all sorts of things. You know, I played soccer, I played basketball, um, I loved golf. Um, but the two that I stuck with in high school were field hockey and lacrosse because those two seasons, you know, lacrosse was my main season and I always knew that I was going to be going somewhere with that. But I wanted to stay in shape in the winter, so I decided not to play basketball and I kind of just focused on lifting and my, my skill work for lacrosse season. And then the fall was more for fun. That's when I played field hockey and just kind of, just played for my school, no no club or anything with that. Did you always know that you were going to play in college? Like, that was that always your goal one day? Yeah, totally. I mean, since the second I picked up a stick, I knew, like, I wanted to play that the rest of my life and as long as I can, and I'm grateful that I can still be playing now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in, in high school, I pretty much knew that lacrosse was going to get me to where I wanted to be, so I focused on that a lot and knew that I wanted to play at that next level. Um, and, I mean, I grew up kind of watching – boys lacrosse and then as soon as I committed to Syracuse I started watching women's lacrosse and I just fell in love with the game and you know my idols are are two of the best alumni out of Syracuse and that's Michelle Tumalon and Kayla Trainer. so um but yeah I mean I always knew that I wanted to play in college um what position do you play for lacrosse for any of our listeners that do know about lacrosse I'm not as um knowledgeable about lacrosse I've never played it before but I love watching it it's very interesting of course, yeah. Um, so I was an attacker. So uh, basically, you know, I was on that offensive end, kind of quarter- quarterback in the offense, scoring goals, getting assist, um, that that type of thing. I was never really too too fancy with the footwork, so defense wasn't really my my spot. Was it hard for you deciding on a school to go to, or were you always like really into Syracuse and everything kind of just worked out? Yeah, I mean, just going through the the recruiting process was actually, I know it's it's ironic to say, and it's not fair to say how much fun I had during it, because it can be a very stressful time for a lot of people. Um, But I mean, I just kind of, I think too, in in that, in my age, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, Let me rephrase that. Sorry, it was a big deal, but it wasn't like it is today where everyone's stressing about trying to get to different schools and the timeline that they have, you know, so for me, it was more just like, having fun with it and going on these visits and seeing these really cool um, schools with my dad, which was like kind of a bonding moment for us. But yeah, my, I mean, my top five were Ohio State, Penn State, Loyola, John Hopkins and Syracuse. And, 
you know, I just felt like it was the best fit. So it wasn't, it wasn't until I was actually on campus and, and went to a clinic, a camp and clinic run by the head coach there that I really knew that's exactly where I wanted to be. And I knew that I fit in. Besides lacrosse, like what else made you interested in Syracuse? Um, yeah, that's a great question, actually, because a lot of people pick schools based on lacrosse. And, you know, you never really know what's going to happen. Coaches leave all the time. You might not be as happy there as you thought. Um, so it's actually really it's it's super important that you pick a school, um, you know, that has more to offer than just the sport you're going to play. So for me, it was for Syracuse. And I know it wasn't really the weather. Um, right. Because it's it's super gray there. But for me, it was it was the campus. You know, it's, it's a big school. It has great sports. Um, you know, our football team struggles a little bit. But, you know, basketball games were awesome. So it was a great sports school, and I knew that that was something I wanted. But for a big school, the campus was actually pretty small. So going from class to class wasn't too hard, and I knew it wouldn't be too confusing to get around. Um, And then also, like, I mean, I was fortunate enough and with lacrosse to play in the Dome. But even if I was just there as a fan, that would have been, you know, and it was an incredible experience alone itself. So for me, it was was definitely, even if it wasn't lacrosse, it was still athletics. Yeah, I'm excited because I'm going to visit Syracuse eventually because I have it on one of my college choices. So I'm definitely excited to go visit there because I know the school is really awesome. Nice. Well, yeah, you're going to have to DM me on Instagram if you need any food recommendations. I'll tell you all the great places to go. Okay, good. I got you then. So was it hard for you adjusting at first to like playing in high school to like playing in college against like you're not you don't like you're not best friends with these people like you're completely starting from scratch? Right. So actually, um, the friends part was even better. I feel like I made, you know, really great friends in college because you spend, you know, you're living with them, you're going through all these first life experiences with them. So for me, I was actually closer with those teammates. And and that was the easier spot uh, part of it. For me, what it was, and it's like this in a lot of sports, is that the speed of the game, you know, you're not you're you're not really the big fish in a small pond anymore. You're moving up and and now you got to really earn your spot all over again. Um, So for me, it was more adjusting to the speed of the game. Um, than it was with teammates. But yeah, I mean, it definitely was a definitely was a big jump. But I think with, you know, you put a lot of effort into it and you practice and you cut, cut film and break down film with your coaches and, and really get to know them as well um, and know what they're looking for and, and what they want from you. And it's really, you know, it just comes natural. It's a, it was an interesting point you made how like you're even closer to the people in college because you actually most of the time like you end up like living with them because you like to live with athletes and then you're just always right. spending time together and the traveling like that that must be a lot especially exactly. in D one like you're traveling a lot. Yes and yeah bus road trips I mean those were the best I have so many stories from college that are just revolve around that small bus that we were on um so yeah definitely way closer with uh you know my teammates in college than I was in high school what was it like like playing in college in general like was it surreal for you getting to make it to that point that you like dreamed about since you were a child so yeah I mean for me it was kind of like it it was you know the sport that I've been playing my whole life so it was just fun for me you know I was always having fun with it I was never really putting too much pressure on myself which I think I was lucky that that's the way that my mind kind of reacted to the situation um and you know going through fall ball and the weight room and the locker room and and, you know being around my team in those uh, fast-paced practices I didn't really like notice it too too much but when I stepped out um out of the tunnel in the dome for the first time ever um one of my games I remember you know we were pre-game in the locker room and I had my headphones in and I just stepped out and I, I stood in the middle of the tunnel and I looked out on the field it was empty there was no fans there yet you know because I was there early 
And I remember just being in awe and my coach coming up from behind me and being like, yeah, that feeling's never going to go away, kid. And, and I will never forget, you know, his voice and those words of him telling me that because it was the truth, you know. I walked into, especially a place like that, the Dome itself has so much history in athletes. I mean, from, you got Carmelo Anthony, you know, you got Donovan McNabb, and Gary Gate, my coach, you know, and, and his, him in the lacrosse world. The history and, you know, Ernie Davis, even, you know, Jim Brown, all those people went to that school and played on the same floor, uh, you know, that I was getting that opportunity. So I think the history, it just felt so surreal. Um, but with that being said, you know, those fans packed in, you know, the stands. And then I stood at that field and I stood at the 30 and that opening draw went off. And as soon as that first whistle blew, that all disappeared. None of that mattered. I was just so zoned in. But uh, I definitely had that moment when I was standing inside that, that tunnel way and had that little moment with my coach. It's good that you were able to, like, actually focus on the game because I know sometimes, like, I even struggle with in high school, like, focusing on, like, just, it's, like, another game instead of, like, putting so much pressure on every single thing. Right, totally. And, you know, a lot of people, and and I coach now at the University of um, Colorado Boulder, which I forgot to mention before, but, you know, I have kids all the time, and some of these kids, you know, they get inside their head and they're just, like, completely worried about the play that had just happened, you know, and and I have two, two quick things for that is, one, my coach used to say this all the time, and it's one of my favorite quotes to this day. You know, it's you look outside that windshield of your car, and the windshield's a lot, you know, bigger than that rearview mirror, and that's for a reason. You know, it's more important to see what's ahead of you than it is behind you. Um, and the other thing that I like to do is take, I'll take a hair tie, you know, just like a simple hair tie like this, and I'll put it around my cleat, and I have, and I'll put it around the girls on my team's cleat too, because. You know, let, let's say they take a bad shot or they miss a, you know, miss a play and they look down at their feet because they're hanging their head. It reminds them to pick their head back up because there's always that next play. So that's kind of always been my mentality when, when playing in sports. And I think it's it's helped me, you know, saved me from a lot of what could have been like, you know, bad, bad mental errors through games. Um, but I didn't really have too much of that because of because of those two little tricks there. Yeah, and you were very successful throughout your whole career at Syracuse, especially your freshman year. You won ACC Freshman of the Year, and you were on the NCAA All-Tournament team. What do you think made you stand out specifically as a freshman that helped you get on the field right away? Yeah, so I mean, the main reason uh, we're my teammates, and I know that's cliche, but it really was. You know, I the leadership that year and the seniors that I was looking up to, uh, one of them being Kayla Trainer, who I t- mentioned before how like I looked up to as a kid even, and now here I am getting to play with her on the same field. Um, and I think, you know, like being with her and, and the, the guidance and leadership she, she gave me and confidence she gave me really helped me grow as a player. And then also just because of the player she was and, and you know, how – she can just destroy a defense. Everyone was so worried about her. And she played on that low left side, and I play on the high right. So the defense would shift completely down to her. She would just skip pass it up to me. And then the other reason I had success, and it um, ties into this a little bit, is because I had an I have an outside shot, right? So you don't really see that in um, the women's game as much as you do in the men's. But so when Kayla would draw that pressure, she would, you know, use her IQ and unselfishness and skip that ball up to me, and I would just stand there and, and shoot. Um, and it sounds a lot easier than it actually is. Um, but yeah, those two things, I think my ability to adapt to the game, you know, cause um, I'm only people, people meet me sometimes and they're like, wow, I, I thought you were bigger than that. You know, I'm, I'm only five, two. I'm not the tallest. I'm not the strongest. I'm definitely not the fastest. So in order for me to excel at that next level, I really relied on my IQ and my ability for those outside power shots. You mentioned that you had like 
great role models like coming in and like you had throughout um your whole time at Syracuse did you use like all of like their leadership skills like as you got older eventually and like eventually you were one of those seniors or juniors like having to lead the team absolutely I mean I would I remember being like well my sophomore year I used to call the leaders who had graduated and moved on um all the time just asking for their advice on different little things you know um and then when I stepped into that role of of senior captain my senior year I definitely would put myself in situations and be like, all right, like, what would, you know, what would they do here? And um, kind of just lead by that. But, you know, luckily, I also had coaches that were great mentors and they were always around. So I think, yeah, yeah, you know, like a combo of that. And that's how they really helped me just completely take what, you know, I took what I liked from them and I also took what I didn't like and I made that my own. And I was like, all right, well, so if somebody, you know, is in a situation and I can take like the best of everything, I'm going to go ahead and use that. So definitely, definitely helped me as I became um, more into that leadership role. And leading from that, now you're an assistant coach actually at the University of Colorado. So what made you like want to become a coach after your college career? Was that always your dream? It was, yeah. Ever since I was a freshman in high school, you know, I knew that this is all I could see myself doing. Um, And when I was younger, it was more just because I wanted to be around the sport. I wanted to compete, uh, which obviously I still 100% 100% do. But as I got older, um, you know, in college, as I got older in my sophomore, end of my sophomore, junior, senior year, really seeing that, you know, from my coaches that <clears throat> it's not, it's not just X's and O's. It's not just about wins and losses. You know, it's, it's about kind of developing that next generation and, and building people and, you know, on the field and off the field, their confidence and confidence on the field will reflect their confidence in life, you know? So, um, realizing that made me really, really want to be able to coach at this level and share some of my, my life knowledge, um, that I've had. And, you know, I know I'm only 25, but still, um, and then, yeah, also just like, and now being, as being a coach, like seeing, seeing a kid work really hard at something and then giving a couple of pointers and working with them on that. And then seeing them use that in games is like such a satisfying feeling, you know, um, that moment of like, just feeling that pride, really hits you. And, and I think, you know, that's why I continue to do it. Um, not just because I love the game, not just because I love to compete, but because I'm really seeing a difference and I'm making a difference in these, you know, these female athletes and and helping them, guiding them to where they want to be later in life. I think it's interesting because I always feel like not every like athlete could actually become a coach because it takes like a special kind of person to be a coach. So what do you think like about you makes you like special to become like another to be like a next coach for a new generation totally yeah and that's so true you know um for me I think it's I think it's my ability to be a little bit lenient so um at at practice like if you make a mistake I I don't want you to be afraid to make a mistake you know as as female athletes you know from the ages of 17 to 22 range like you 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 know you you have a decent amount of stress pressure you know, mental things going on, whether it's anxiety, you know, stuff like that, like real stuff. So <clears throat> I want people to know my, my team to know when they come on to the, when they step onto that field and, and that first whistle blows at practice, don't stress. This should be your outlet. This should be where you want to come because you want to have fun. You want to relieve all that stress. So I, I never want my players to feel stressed, especially when they're making a mistake. 
So my, my thing as a coach is I want you to make a mistake. I want to see you make mistakes, make them in practice. You know, you're going to make them in games too. I want to see how you react to that. Are you going to hang your head or are you going to work hard for, to get the ball back? You know? Um, and also like, if you want to try something a little bit out of the box, like take an outside shot or shoot between your legs or shoot behind the back, go for it, do it. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to stop you. I want you to grow as a player and a person. And, and I want you to build that confidence on the field so that you can walk away with that as well. So I think that that's big. Um, also, I think coaching goes hand in hand with teaching. Um, you know, some there's coaches out there that are great when it comes to play designs and X's and O's and scouts and stuff like that. But can they actually break things down and teach it to somebody who might not be the same type of learner as they are? Um, so I think those are the two biggest things that, that separate me. I think it's an interesting point, and it's, like, amazing what you say that you're so, like, you make it so that your players can, like, learn. Because I feel like a lot of players then, like, are afraid of their coaches, like, c- critiquing them or not wanting them to play anymore just in practice because they're worried that, like, it, they're like, oh, like, they made, like, one little mistake that they're not even going to play in a game. But it's great that you establish that, like, your players can grow because that's the whole point of practicing and is learning and growing because we're all, we're just, like, young people. Like, we're, like, everybody has room to grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, we, as coaches, we were all in their shoes too. So I made those same mistakes. Um, and you know, I wasn't, luckily I didn't have a coach that was going to yell at me for it. So, um, I know how, how good that feels to not have that pressure, that mental game kind of going back and forth. Like if I make a mistake, are they going to pull me off the field? Like, no, just relax and work your hardest. I'm never going to pull you. You know, I'm not going to pull you off for making one or two mistakes. How did the job at Colorado actually come about? Um, yeah, so I graduated and I was kind of, I knew I wanted to coach. So I put my name in for a couple of schools. And I think for me, Colorado was like the perfect fit. Um, one location wise, because it's beautiful out here. And for everyone listening, I know you all think that it's cold and today it might be. So I will, you know, bring that up. But um, it's actually beautiful out. You know, we, we had plenty of practices in January where I was outside in a t shirt and leggings. Like, the sun's always out. It's 40, 40 degrees and sunny all the time. I'm like catching a tan because the sun's reflecting off the snow. So I think that was a huge appeal because again, where I went to school upstate New York in Syracuse, skies were gray, snow, snowy, cold, rainy. So coming out in Boulder, you know, we have so much sun, 300 days of sun a year, which is um, incredible. Um, <clears throat> but along with location, I knew that I wanted to be a coach and I know that eventually I want to be a head coach. So I, I figured learning from our head coach here now, um, Ann Elliott Witten, she is an incredible teacher. Um, and she has won multiple national championships as both a player and as a coach at Northwestern. And she started this program like eight years ago, I believe eight or nine years ago from the ground up. And, you know, we've already been to, every single Pac-12 tournament there's been. Um, still waiting to win one, but we've been to the championship um, every single year. And then, you know, we've even made NCAAs in, uh, not last year, but the three years before that. So I think, you know, learning from her, being able to take what I learned from my coaches at Syracuse and take what I've learned from her, I know that I'm going to be in that right spot, in that position to become a head coach and, and really have the confidence and the knowledge to do so. And, like, when recruiting or, like, deciding, like, what different players should play, like, what qualities in a player do you look for and, like, your coaching staff look for when making, like, little decisions between two players? And that's a great – that is a great question. 
right? So, and I tell kids at camps and clinics all the time, when you get to that next level, no matter what sport you're playing, you get to that next level, everybody's going to be fast. Everybody's going to be strong. You know, everybody's going to have in lacrosse, everyone's going to have good stick skills. What's going to separate you from everyone else are going to be two things. One is going to be your work ethic. Right? Are you just showing up to practice and expecting to play, or are you working hard outside of practice, getting extra reps, watching extra film with your coaches? You know, those things are going to separate you from that person. And the other thing is going to be your IQ, um, your knowledge of the game, right? And that might come with from film and, and stuff like that, but really using that IQ as a player to make your plays around you better. So with that, when I'm recruiting, the best kids or the good kids are going to make themselves look good on any field the best kids are going to make their teammates around them look good. And that's from being unselfish, from doing the little things, right? So those those are the qualities I look for. I want to see you work hard. I want to see you make mistakes because I want to see how you react. I want to see um, you use that IQ and help your teammates better themselves offensively. And also I want to see you on the sideline and I want to see what you're doing on the sideline. Are you just waiting for your turn to go in or are you cheering on your teammates and, you know, being that good teammate that's going to bring in good culture, not only good skill to our team, but also good culture. Um, Another thing too, um, for the parents out there, definitely pay attention to you guys as well. You know, um, don't really want somebody who's being negative and yelling at the refs and yelling at your own coaches. Uh, So kind of where, you know, where you come from as from your family, um, where you come from is definitely a huge piece as well. Because again, we want that good culture. I feel like kids sometimes get like confused when they're like, like, I'm an amazing player. Or like, even when you go to college, and you're like, I'm a great player too. When sometimes it's always just like those little things, like being like a good leader, or just being an amazing teammate. Like, it's always just the little things I feel like that sets you apart from just being like, just good. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, and it will go, you know, it will go a long way. One of my best, my favorite leaders and, and, you know, my freshman year, one of my biggest, one of the biggest people I looked up to didn't play, but I knew that I can come to the sideline and be like, what do you see here? And, and trust her opinion and always know that she had my back and she was always there supporting me. It's great that you had like, like amazing teammates, like supporting you. Cause sometimes people can be like, like a bitter that you're not playing. And then like that affects the team culture as a whole. But I, it's great that you had like amazing teammates willing to be nice to you. Right. And, and it does, it really does affect it so, so much more than, you know, one could even imagine. And I'm talking about my freshman year with all those leaders. And I truly believe that's, that is why that's the year we went to the final four of my four years there. That was the only year we won, and I really do think it was a leadership. To shift gears a little bit, what's your favorite part about being a coach in general? So my favorite part is definitely just, again, just that satisfaction of seeing a kid work really hard and then apply it and succeed. Um, I think for me, it's 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 just having that little bit of, you know, not even a little bit, uh, that immense amount of pride. Um so I think for me, that's that's definitely it. Just seeing like a kid kind of like trying to figure something out and then explaining it a little bit differently and having it click for them and seeing that on their face. Like you can really see it sometimes. I'm like, oh, and they're like, oh, it worked. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't tell you to do it if it didn't work. Um, but I think that's the best part for me. 
So I want to actually get into a little bit about Athletes Unlimited, which you talked about at the beginning. And you were part of the inaugural season for that for lacrosse. So for anyone like who doesn't know, because it's a bit of a newer thing, they just added like basketball and there's a lot going on. So would you be able to explain like what athlete and Athletes Unlimited is in general? Yeah, so basically Athletes Unlimited is an organization that's set up, uh, they're up to four, I believe, there's basketball, volleyball, lacrosse and softball. Yeah, so there's four female sports. And, and what it is, it's four female athletes to be able to compete at that high level and next step other than college um, so that we're granted the same opportunities as men, um, which is incredible within itself. But the organization is what separates them from other uh organizations that have been in the past is that they are completely athlete ran. So there is um, an executive player executive committee for each sport. And what they do is they're, they're players themselves, but they also like mediate and kind of help and talk through what can be changed to better the experience for the athletes. You know, it's not really about the profit. It's more about the athletes experience, uh, which is huge. And, and again, to touch back on the female athlete aspect you know, that's something big because it's, you know, female sports are growing and it's becoming more, um, more apparent. And, and the more we can make it accessible for the youth to really watch, the, the bigger it's going to get. And I think that Athletes Unlimited has done a really great job of portraying that and also getting in touch with different, you know, contracts, whether it's ESPN or, or other networks to really get our games um, streamed, live streamed for people who can't necessarily be there can still watch and can still learn and, and be excited and, and, you know, want to go out and practice so that they can eventually play. I think my favorite part is that they do the draft, like how every single week, like the teams change. Cause I like how they made it so that they're not trying to be like everybody else. Like they're trying to be new and different and it's still so player run. Like the players, like the top four players get to do the draft. And like, you have this whole crazy point system that sometimes I forget about, but like I, cause yes. I, I watched like volleyball and I was trying to remember it, but cause then I would like look for like, Oh, she just got two points. I think like I couldn't remember, but I love how right. it's so like player run. And that's like my, my favorite part about it because it's not just like some random person drafting and like you get to really like love the players especially when they like switch teams and everything that's the key right there is the love the players because you know as um as teammates so when I first was doing it and I heard that they were doing the draft and stuff I was a little bit uneasy because I'm like we're not going to be able to create chemistry. It's going to be new people each week. How is this going to work? But then as we got into the season, I absolutely loved it, you know, because you're getting to play. There's the same 57 people in the hotel and, and in the sport and in the draft together. And you're playing with, you get a chance to play with almost everyone. You know, there were some people, unfortunately, I didn't get to play with, but I played with the majority of the people that were there this summer. And for me, I mean, just first of all, on a networking side of it you know it was huge because I made so many new connections which were awesome but also just like as friends you know I we have group chats and snapchat groups like with a couple of people from that I was there this summer with that I would have never known if it wasn't for that opportunity to get to know every single person by playing with different people each week and the chemistry piece it actually did come together I mean we had three practices a week um but on top of that to build chemistry, sometimes we would do things as a team, like get dinner or go to Top Golf. We we love Top Golf this this summer. There's so not much to do in Gaithersburg, Maryland, but Top Golf was right there, so that was all we needed. Um, but yeah, so getting to know everyone and, and hanging out outside of lacrosse and, and you know cre- creating these relationships were, were really incredible. 
How did you become a part of Athletes Unlimited? Did you have to try out or were you like offered the opportunity? Yeah, so I mean, I they did like a college draft. Unfortunately, I was already graduated at that time and I never played professionally before. So this was my first professional opportunity. Um, and for me, you know, I heard about them creating this and I knew the PEC um, involved. So Michelle Tumalo and Kayla Turner were both on that. So I reached out to them. I sent in a couple highlight reels, just kind of like fingers crossed, sitting on my couch waiting to hear back. And you know, they got back to me and they weren't sure if it was going to work out, Because, but then they had some people drop out and I, and I was given that opportunity, which I'm so grateful for because I had an incredible experience and it, and it really got, gave me a chance to prove myself again and, and say, you know, like I'm, I'm still relevant. I'm still here. I can still play. Um, so I think that that was huge. And now I, I'm sitting here looking forward to season two, uh, coming up this summer, which will be a lot of fun, you know, um, getting that chance to play with new people because new people will be drafted and, and stuff like that. So, you know, getting to know new people, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. What was the experience like getting to play, especially you mentioned not having played in a, um, since your college, like you're, you were an assistant coach, obviously, but there's a big difference between like coaching and helping them out than actually playing in real games against very good athletes. Right. Yeah, no, totally. So, I mean, I would, I wasn't worried at all because for me, you know, my stick is just a part of me. Like I never put it down. So I continue to have my stick in my hand every single day. Um, I play in like a little three by league in Denver where we go to the tennis courts and play on mini sticks on Thursday nights, you know, like my sticks always in my hand and especially at practice, I'm still always, I like, I'll jump into drills and, and play with them and stuff. Granted, it's not simulating the actual, you know, game feel obviously, but my stick is always in my hand. I try to keep in shape. So I knew once I stepped on the field, I wouldn't have a problem. You know, it's for me, it was kind of like riding a bike. You just don't forget how to do it, especially with the amount of talent we had, you know, this summer. Um, playing with them made it a lot easier because everyone, you know, is just like on the same page um, on the IQ level. Right. And then, yeah, I mean, it was just it was an incredible experience. And I think it wasn't too too much of an adjustment for me. Um, and I think especially because, you know, the, there was rule changes. So instead of 77, we played 66. You only rode to the 50. The field was shorter. Um, there was a two-point line, which I absolutely loved. Uh, but, you know, so I think the rule changes, everyone was kind of in the same boat at trying to figure out how this was going to work. So it wasn't too overwhelming for me. I'm definitely excited to get to watch you again play because I was actually going to ask you if you're playing in season two. So are you really excited to play again? Absolutely. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to spend some more time, you know, with all the girls, um, incredible people and, and all that. But yeah, getting back out on the field, you know, as a coach, it's, it's funny, it's kind of hard because you're just standing there and there's nothing you can do about it there. I have like no control in the game. You know, I, I would love to be like, yeah, just put me in and do something, you know, to do something. Um, so it, it, it's tough, but I, you know, I do enjoy it. Uh, but actually getting to play again this summer is, is going to be huge and and I know it's going to be a lot of fun and and I hope that you know it's bigger than it was last year and we get more support and more viewers than we had last year and how do you think Athletes Unlimited is helping to promote women's sports in general not just specifically lacrosse yeah well I mean like I mentioned before you know there's uh softball volleyball basketball and lacrosse now so all those women's sports it's it's really growing and and giving those younger generations that opportunity to watch and learn and, and for us as athletes to inspire that younger generation of female, of, uh, of like women, you know, like young girls, they don't have to be, you know, sitting on their couch as if they don't have, you know, any 
potential to go play a professional sport. You, when in the past, it's only been men who really like little boys. They're like, oh, I'm going to be a professional football player when I grow up, you know, something like that. Well, now it's giving those young girls something to look forward to and something to work for, um, too. So I think that that's huge. Um, and then also just the awareness that it's been bringing, you know, and, and I know um, a bunch of people, a bunch of guys in the PLL have, we're following along and watching and, and learning the women's game too. And I think because of the rule changes in Athletes Unlimited and the point system, it made it a more entertaining sport to watch. So it is drawing more attention from the men who might not have watched it or, you know, been as involved as they were because of how entertaining it, it was this summer. I think one of the best parts is that all of your games get, like, streamed no matter what, whether it's on TV or YouTube or, like, Twitch. So, like, everybody – so, like, all of these, like, like women and men, like, it doesn't matter. Like, everybody can watch and support you guys on whatever platform it is because I always get excited when I get to, like, when it's on YouTube and I get to watch my phone or when it's on TV and I could just, like, check it out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, the coolest thing for me was two – I had two things I had um, happen. One, I know there was – somebody in the league that was talking about how their friend was like on a plane flipping through the TV, you know, like JetBlue or whatever, we'll have that TV up there flipping through the channels and our game was on and they took like a picture and sent it to her. Um, and then the other thing was my parents were actually out to dinner one night and on one of the TVs in the bar they were at was our game. So they were able to go out and watch a game the same way they would on a Sunday for football. Yeah, it's great that, like, women's sports, like, are becoming so much more accessible now, and, like, Athletes Unlimited is doing great things to, like, keep it going, like, and to keep getting more women in the game, because sometimes it's hard, like, like, there's not, like, lacrosse isn't as big of a sport, like, professionally, so, and, like, softball, like, obviously, basketball has the WNBA, but especially, and, like, volleyball, but, like, those other three sports don't have as much professional um, leagues in the United States that have been successful, so it's great that they're giving you guys the opportunities. Absolutely. And what do you see like for the future of women's sports in general? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just going to keep growing and and keep blowing up. Um, I think the future is going to be in in great hands, you know, as long as uh, these younger generations are are still inspired by, you know, the way we play and and what what they can have looking forward to. Um, I think the future is super bright and I'm excited. You know, I'm excited to also be a part of it as you know, I'm as a coach and be a part of growing that next generation and building them up. And what do you see in the future for yourself? Uh, hopefully, you know, um, I'll have a head coach job somewhere and I'll be able to, you know, take over a team or, or start my own program and, and draw from different parts of the country, which, you know, we do here at Colorado, um, which is another thing I think is really cool. So when I talk about myself, like what I really want to do is I, I want to grow the game. I want it to be more accessible to people in areas where it's maybe not dominant. And a lot of people say that all the time that they want to grow the game, but realistically, all the recruiting tournaments are pretty, pretty much on the East Coast. You know, you watch Athletes Unlimited. We're on the East Coast for lacrosse. So I think for me, I want my future to be having, you know, having that head coach position and pulling pulling recruits from areas like instead of, you know, instead of upstate New York or Long Island or Maryland, you know, pulling fr- from Texas, Florida, California. You know, we, we have um, a couple of kids on our team from California. We have one girl on our team from Indiana. So it's really cool to see how the sport has already grown to these different states. But I think there's still so much potential and so much room for even more growth.
Yeah, I didn't even know that lacrosse wasn't as, like, spread out because I live, like, in the northeast, like, east coast, and, like, it's very popular where, like, at my school, it's super popular because our, like, our boys team and our girls team, like, do really well every year. So, like, where I live, it's just always been really popular, so I, I never realized how, like, it's not as big in college. Like, I know some more teams recently have started adding lacrosse to, like, their, like, team list. Like, I know Clemson was one of them, which was, which is a part of the ACC, so I I know it's becoming a lot bigger. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, Clemson is in the South, so obviously, you know, not as dominant as the Northeast, but still on that East Coast, you know, like we're more towards the East. So yeah, I mean, there's so much room for that growth. And, and it is crazy. I mean, I grew up on Long Island, so I was in the same boat as you, you know, that lacrosse was everything and everyone was playing. And then I went to college and I met a couple of kids from like Texas and they're like, oh yeah, like my friends don't even really know what it is which I thought was just crazy, you know? So, and that's another reason I wanted to come out to Boulder too, is because it is moving, you know, in that Midwest. I'm now, I'm now in the Midwest region. So being able to kind of expand a little bit and have help the game grow out here. So the last thing we're going to do is just play a quick game of this or that, where you have to pick between two things. Are you ready? All right. I'm ready. Okay. New York or Colorado. Oh, you got to do me like that on the first one. Uh, Honestly, I really miss the beaches back home on Long Island, but New York as a whole, I'm going to have to go with Colorado instead. Okay. Assist or score? Scoring. Do you prefer playing college lacrosse or pro lacrosse? Pro. Um, Apple or Samsung? Apple. Snow or sun? Oh, sun. Easy. Um, chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. And then the penultimate question, waffles or pancakes? So I actually don't like either of them. What? Why? I know, crazy, right? I don't know. I don't know. That makes me so sad. You don't like either? No, no. If I had to choose, I would probably choose pancake because I don't, I, maybe it's a texture thing. I don't know. But yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I think you're actually the first person that's told me they don't like either. I know. I know. I get that a lot, but I, you can't go wrong with an egg sandwich, you know? Maybe it's because I'm from New York, but... Yeah, I love bagels, too, but I really like waffles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotcha. So that's actually it for the interview. Would you be able to shout out where everybody could find you on your socials? Absolutely, yeah. Um, my Instagram would be Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, uh, underscore Levy, L-E-V-Y, underscore. Um, and honestly, that's pretty much the only social media I use. <laughs> and you could also check her out uh, for Athletes Unlimited this summer. Is it this summer, right? Yep, this summer. It'll be from July July 14th to August 14th. Yeah, so definitely everybody go check her out. Um, lacrosse is awesome. If you've never watched before, I love I like watching. It's really cool how you guys, like, the stick work is, like, amazing. I don't know how you see that tiny little ball all the time, but it's definitely very impressive. It's a lot of practice. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Girl Boss. Make sure to share this podcast with your friends and family. That would be greatly appreciated. Our podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Pocket Cast Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Please rate our podcast five stars and review it so more people can listen just like you. And check out our Instagram on, and TikTok at AmaPodcastAnyWithMass. You can check out Nicole on Instagram at Nicole underscore Levy underscore. And you can check her out this summer with Athletes Unlimited. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye.